As we get started this morning, I'd like to invite you to just watch this quick video about prayer. What is prayer? Stale tradition? Ritual? A good luck charm? Part of some religious checklist? Done to appease a higher being so we can get what we want? Or at least avoid the lightning bolt? Prayer has been redefined and twisted and confused. But at its essence, prayer is simply talking to God. The God who spoke the universe into creation, who gives us life and breath, who holds all things together. This God wants us to talk to him. In the vastness of all that exists, he actually cares about us personally individually how can we not pray to such a loving god wherever we are how can we not thank him for what he's done or cry out when we need help when we need forgiveness when we're afraid when we give thanks for our blessing or question where our next meal will come from why would we live a life apart from him it's not about formula how could any posture or well-chosen word impress the author of time and space? It's simple obedience. God has made himself available to us. He wants to hear from us. He wants us to trust in him, to acknowledge our dependence on him, to draw near to the one who loved us first. Approaching with confidence, because Christ has torn away the veil. He's washed away the sin that kept us from his presence. And we live in relationship with our Lord. And so we ask that his kingdom come, his will be done on earth and in our lives as it is in heaven. That is prayer. Well, good morning and welcome to Bloomer Baptist Church. We are the church. Welcome to this church, this gathering of his believers at Bloomer Baptist Church, 2620 Duncan Road. What does this mean, though? What do we do and why? Why do we do it? Seriously, why? Why do we do some of the things we do in this building each Sunday morning? Things like communion, breaking of the bread, and the cup Things like worship and singing, membership and serving. How are we to do these things in God-honoring ways? Will people, when they come in these doors, understand what we're doing and why we're doing it? Or do we need a little bit of explanation for them? Or maybe for ourselves as well, so that we can explain it to them. We're going to continue today to talk and look to God's word as to see why we do what we do at church and as the church each Sunday morning and in our lives. You see, the church is the representation of Christ in the world, his body, and we as his church are to reveal him, Christ, in truth and love. What are Christians as the church supposed to be like today? What are Christians like in the first century? Well, 
The book of Acts chapter 2 says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayers, and all came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. The early church was loving, faithful, and simple in their worship, and in their fellowship, in their activities, as a church body gathering together. This community of people completely changed the world. And it wasn't because of their wealth and their physical worldly powers, because of their devotion to Jesus, to God. They changed the world through their love for God, his righteousness and ways, his will. They changed the world through the study of his word, fellowship, breaking of bread, worship, and prayer. And we can too. Through God's power and will, we can change the world through the study of his word, fellowship, breaking of bread, worship, and prayer. Through living and abiding in him as his church. Today we are talking about prayer. What is prayer? How do we pray? Why pray? Well, what is prayer? Here is the big idea for today. Prayer is a discipline. But unlike other worldly disciplines, this godly ordained and instructed discipline helps or allows us to focus on and talk with our Lord. Prayer, like any other discipline, it requires well-regular use. And Richard Foster writes in his book, Celebration of Discipline, prayer is like any other work. We may not feel like working, but once we have been at it for a bit, we begin to feel like working. We may not feel like practicing the piano, but once we play for a while, we feel like doing it. In the same way, our prayer muscles need to be limbered up a bit, and once the blood flow of intercession begins, we are fine that we feel like praying. But some may complain about prayer and say, well, why pray? I don't understand how it could help my situation. I don't understand how God could do this or that. I don't understand how God could hear billions of people all over the planet's prayers all at once. Well, one preacher wrote and gives light to this. I don't understand prayer, but I believe it works. There are a lot of other things that I don't understand. They still work. I don't understand how I can push a button in my car and my garage door opens before I even get there, but I use it. I don't understand how a cordless phone works. I don't know how your voice can travel through the air, through a transmitter, an amplifier, and then someone can hear you clearly across town or across the nation or around the world. I don't know how, but it works. I don't understand how prayer works, but it works works. So I pray in faith to my unseen God and he promises that he will hear. Matthew 7, 7 to 8 instructs us in saying, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you for everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds and to him who knocks the door will be opened. You see, even if we do not understand it, It can and does still work. Prayer works. And God blesses through prayer. We must pray. Pray in faith. He will hear. Billy Graham once said, Heaven is full of answers to prayers which no one ever bothered to ask. We must be more diligent in dedicating time in our daily life to prayer. Why? 
Because prayer is aligning ourselves with God and his will, his purposes. Prayer is aligning ourselves with God and his will, his purposes. Prayer is talking with God and Prayer is important for the life of the believer as it focuses us not just on our will and our capability of making our will come to be, but on our Lord, his will, and his capability to bring his will to be. I came up with an illustration this week, which may help as we think about prayer. You see, if I put a million dollars in your physical bank account, you're guaranteed to be a millionaire. But if you do not know how to write a check or access that money in some way, maybe I never tell you the bank name, the account number, and pen that which is guaranteed and in a bank account with your name on it cannot be accessed and enjoyed. You see, if you don't have the account number, you don't have the pen, you don't have the bank name, you don't have any of the info needed to be able to access that money, you can't access that money. Too many of us who've got bank accounts full of God's will, God's blessings, and power of capability to bring it to be in our life, are forgetting to sign our checks. We're forgetting what bank to go to. We're forgetting what PIN number to use. We're forgetting how to access the funds. We forget to draw from that spiritual reservoir, or we do not understand how to do so. Prayer is essential to living a successful Christian life as it is talking with God, the provider of all. In fact, where the world may try meditating and chanting to find peace, we see Jesus never taught these things. Jesus taught his disciples to pray. And Luke 11 verse 1 shows his disciples asking, Lord, teach us to pray. Prayer is one of our greatest needs. And Jesus gives instruction. God's word has many instructions, many examples of prayer. And challenge our convictions to pray to. We see do's and we see do nots of prayer in scripture. We see Jesus' instructions for prayer in the Lord's Prayer. And we have the example of which many use for prayer in the Acts Prayer. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Yes, all these are great scriptural base and to be considered and used greatly. But today's message would be more generalized. There are obviously many ways in which we can pray. We're going to consider some do's of prayers. And in no certain order, I'll try to be fast and concise, as I have ten points today. Ten points. You heard me right. Ten points. Ten do's of prayer. And this is not an exhaustive list, and it's not to be used ritualistically either. It just helps for you to get you started in prayer. Number one. How shall we pray? One, do pray for wisdom. Do pray for wisdom. James chapter 1 verse 5 says, If any lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. I wish I would have underlined who gives generously. You see, I fear that far too often when we pray, we do not come to God seeking his wisdom. We come thinking we already know it all. We then come seeking him to mold his will, his power, and his blessings to what we think we know to be best, instead of humbly recognizing his omniscient sovereignty. Number two, do be positive. Do be positive in prayer. Positive, an outcome will come to be. Again, James 1 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach 
and it will be given to him. He gives, he gives, he gives. Another fearful reality is that we often pray, but immediately we go and try to find another way to solve our problems instead of being faithful and reliant on God to fulfill our prayers according to his will, his power, and his time. Again, we must be faithful that he will give in his time, his will, his power. Number three, do be private. Matthew 6, 6. Again, do be private. I should have added on everyone in prayer, in prayer, in prayer. Do be private. How shall we pray? Be private in prayer. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who's in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. This is further clarified, further supported in Jesus' life as well. Well, we see Matthew. I'm sorry, let's go to Mark 1.35. Mark 1.35 says very early in the morning. While it was still dark, Jesus got up left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Emphasis on solitary place where he prayed. Furthermore, Luke chapter 6 verse 12 says, One of those days Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. What a challenge for us. What an excuse to go on a hiking trip, a camping trip, to get away from it all, to go to a side of a mountain. And pray. It's not that praying in public is bad. In fact, it's not bad at all. And we should not be afraid or timid to pray out loud or around others. We should do this. May our love of God be seen in how we talk with him and pray with him. But praying in private helps us to be sure to focus on God. And not simply us sounding good in front of someone we may want to impress. It helps us to be humbled, not prideful. It helps us to forget our surroundings and see the will of God. One pastor once said, private prayer is the most important kind of prayer. Remember, prayer is about talking to God, not others. God, let me repeat that again. Prayer is about talking to God, not others. God, why don't you say that with me? Prayer is about talking to God. Not others, God. Prayer is about talking to God. Number four, as we move forward, do be constantly persistent in prayer. Do be constantly persistent in prayer. Luke 18.1 expounds upon this and says, And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. You see, the more persistent and constant we are, the more we take the power out of our own hands and recognize that all power, will, and glory belong to our great God. The more we pray, the more lifted our hearts are to recognize his plan above our own. Whatever we are praying for and the results which come, they are ultimately for his kingdom and for his kingdom's purpose. We have the great blessing of being used by him, lovingly used for his kingdom. For his kingdom. Why don't you say that with me? Let's say that together. For his kingdom. For his 
Kingdom, may that be our chant, our anthem every single day of our life. I think of the movie Narnia or Chronicles of Narnia. I think they exclaim, for Narnia, as they run into battle. Every single day of our lives, may we run into battle proclaiming for his kingdom. Number five, do be personal in your prayers. Do pray personal prayers. Matthew 26, 41 tells us to watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. We must pray personal prayers for you, for me, for us. Pray personal prayers, but pray personal prayers for God. Always be sure that our prayerful desires are not fleshly desires, but spiritual and God-honoring desires. God wants us to pray personal prayers for he greatly desires to bless and care for his children and he listens and provides. Just as he provides for the sparrows, the birds of the air, the grassy fields and the beasts therein, God will care for you as well. But our personal prayers must also fit the personal desires of God and his kingdom. Let me say that again. Our personal prayers must also fit with the personal desires of God and his kingdom. Pray our personal desires align with God. Pray that our personal desires align with God. So yes, pray personal prayers. Number six, as we move forward quite fast, do pray powerful prayers. Do pray powerful prayers. Jeremiah 33, 3 says to call on me, call to me, and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. God is great and he knows more than anything we can imagine. He is beyond our comprehension. There are so many great scriptural examples one could use here, but the point is simple. Do not simply pray simple and easy prayers which mankind could answer. Pray dangerous prayers. Pray prayers which take your great God to answer. Pray in a way which only he can hear and solve. Remember the power of your Lord. He is a God which knows all and created all. He is the God. The one and only. We have a Lord who heals the mute and blind. A Lord who heals those who cannot walk. A Lord who splits seas and delivers his people to salvation. And similarly, a Lord who loves us so that he created a way to salvation from bondage to sin. A peace with our Father. That salvation is Jesus. Number seven, do include praise in prayer. Do include praise. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. We just spent an entire sermon two weeks ago on praising the Lord, so I will not camp out here. I will, however, say that I believe, and this is biblically supported, that all of our prayers should always include praise. In fact, the Lord's prayer starts out with praising the Father. Hallowed be thy name. Start with praise. Praise God. Thank him for all he is, all he has already done before, and faithfully all he is going to do next. Number eight, do pray and have patience. Do have patience in prayer. 
Isaiah 40, 31 said, But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strengths. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, I know it's been said, never pray for patience, or the Lord will give you ways to be, become better at being patient. Ways to challenge us, to test us, and improve us. I do not know that I agree that we should not pray for the Lord's help here because we do need it. But that's besides the point. What I am saying here is to be patient and waiting for his will and plan to come to be. His ways are right. His ways are perfect. His kingdom come. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do be patient. His will shall prevail always. Give him the glory. He will be victorious. He will be victorious. And nine, do be passionate in prayer. Do be passionate in prayer. Jeremiah 29, 12 to 13 tells us, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Now, I think we can all agree that we have limitless reasons to be passionate in our prayers to God. Do not be like a sounding gong, noisy and obnoxious for no reason, but also do not be silent or monotoned. Be appreciative. Be excited for the great blessings we have in having peace with the Father through the Son and the ability through the Spirit to have understanding and intercession. Show excitement. Show passion for the great blessing of speaking with your Heavenly Father. And in closing these how-to points, these how shall we pray, number 10 is this. Do make prayer a routine part of your life. Do make prayer a routine part of your life. Now, you notice I didn't just say do make prayer a daily part of your life because I believe it must be more. It must be more than daily. It must be always. It must be in all things that we pray. We praise and we ask but prayer is like anything else we do. We learn through practice. The Bible teaches us to pray. Prayer is so simple, yet we make it so confusing. Just as we walk to other talk to other people, so we should talk to the Lord. Many times, mankind, we waste time because we do not know what, how to pray or what to think. It's all because we overthink. We can follow some of these guidelines, but ultimately, just talk to your Lord. Talk to God. As you can see here, there are many ways to pray. This just breaks the surface. There are just some ideas to help you. I encourage you to study God's word. Read God's word. Pray the word. Proclaim the word. Read the word. Pray the word. Proclaim the word. Say that with me. Read God's word. Pray the word. Proclaim the word. Read God's word. Pray the word. Proclaim the word. So why pray? It has been said that prayer is breath to the soul. It has also been said by Martin Luther that to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. So I ask you, are you talking with God? Are you praying? We were created to be in a relationship with the Lord. He desires us to talk with him, to look to him, and to follow him. Prayer will give you strength to overcome temptations. Prayer will calm your nerves. Prayer makes us strong in the Lord. Prayer makes us patient. Prayer makes us kind. Prayer makes us grow in Him. Prayer makes us work.
for him. Prayer changes things and prayer changes people, lives. Prayer is powerful. No one can remain the same after having daily routine prayer. We must pray always. Always pray. Always pray. And not just ritualistic prayer, but prayer out of passion and love, appreciation and habit. When we lift up a glass of water, may we thank God for that water that gives moisture and nourishment to our body. When we eat, may we pray. When we're talking to a friend, may we pray and may we praise God for us having that friend. When we go through a trial, a struggle, a struggle, a challenge, may we pray. In all things, may we pray and praise God. That's the kind of praying we need. We need to be in constant prayer, faithful and passionate prayers. Pastor of the past, R.A. Torrey, once said, Prayer is the key that unlocks all the storehouses of God's infinite grace and power. I don't have that road up here, so let me say it once again. Prayer is the key that unlocks all the storehouses of God's infinite grace and power. So as we start to wrap up and close... Here's that big idea once again, but expanded just a bit for you to write down in your minds or on your paper. Prayer is a discipline, but one which focuses us on talking with the Lord. And we are blessed in doing so as it allows us to focus on his will, his kingdom, his blessings instead of our own. So pray. I challenge you. God's word calls us to pray. Just pray. Talk to God. Talk to your heavenly father. Pray as a person, pray as a church, pray as a family. Pray as groups, pray as friends, pray as businesses. Pray always and in everything. D.L. Moody once said, Every great movement of God can be traced to kneeling figures. I challenge you, are you willing to kneel and pray? Every great movement of God can be traced to kneeling figures. Here's my closing idea for you, my take-home point for you. Pastor Chuck at the back of the room is going to hold up these pamphlets, these packets, these papers. And on the front and back, you will see five ways to pray. I want to challenge all of you, take one home. Use it. This is a free gift for you. It didn't cost me anything, but it is of great value if it's used. Because prayer is powerful. Put it somewhere that you use it. Put it on your refrigerator, your bathroom mirror, your car dash. Put it on your, on your desk at work. Put it wherever you're going to use it. And I only have so many physical copies, so if you need more, please email me, call me, text me, let me know. Or I can email you a digital copy if you'd rather that. Before we close, I have one final quote for you. Teacher, author, pastor, professor, Tony Rink once said... What are eyes, what our eyes linger on? Our hearts will learn to love. What our hearts love, our eyes will linger on. When Christ becomes our highest prize, he becomes our supreme focus. I pray today that we would linger on Christ every single day of our lives. In him we will pray. In him we will breathe. In him we will live. In him we shall walk. In him we shall follow. Let's close in prayer and song now. Lord, we thank you for this day. 
We thank you for the great opportunity we have here, the great blessing we have to praise you. You are great, you're mighty, you are beyond our comprehension and greatness. And yet you give us this blessing to talk with you. We have peace with you through Christ Jesus, our Lord, our Savior. And we have intercession and the ability to understand your word through the Spirit. We thank you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we pray that you would receive all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. But we also pray that you would soften our hearts, open our minds to more and more understanding of your ways and of your word and of the future you have in store for us which every, with every single day of our life. Lord, we pray for the saints to be edified and the lost to be found. And Lord, use us, equip us, use us for the lost to be found. Fix our hearts upon Jesus, Lord, and open our minds to your word. Remind us of the gospel. Empty us of this world and fill us with yours. Bless us as we minister, as we teach, as we preach. Help us to encourage others. Lord, equip us to respond with grace. It's in your holy and powerful name we pray. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.